you have a significant purpose in this world or else you wouldn't be here. That's it. If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't wanna just go to work, I wanna do my life's work, this is the show. This is the show, don't keep your day job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? Life is too short not to wake up every day excited. You've got something that you've got to share with the world. I'm positive. That's why you're here. The show will not just give you inspiration, but some real life tools that you can start to take some real action week after week so that you can not just go to work and build someone else's dream. You can do the thing that you've always truly wanted to do. Make yourself the happiest version of you. My name is Kathy Heller. I'm so happy that you're here. Thanks to Latote for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. With Latote, you can rent unlimited fashion. Just wear, return, and discover fashion that fits you better. It takes the stress out of getting dressed. Go to latote.com, that's L-E-T-O-T-E.com to get started. Enter promo code DREAMJOB at checkout to get 50% off your first month. Again, that's latote.com and enter your code DREAMJOB. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Skillshare is offering Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners a limited time offer of two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to skillshare.com slash dreamjob. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob to get two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. Thanks to Talkspace for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Talkspace is the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. To match with the perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can go to Talkspace.com slash DreamJob and use the code DreamJob to get $45 off your first month. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome to the 100th episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for supporting what we're doing. I'm so glad this is resonating. It's been such a gift to meet you and realize how many special souls are just a click away. I get to hear from you in my DMs on Instagram. I get to connect with you on our Facebook group and our Facebook page. And it's just been amazing. I can't believe that in 21 months, uh, which just started with me recording this almost two years ago in my closet, uh, we've now reached uh, over 3 million downloads and so many lives have been changed, including my own. So today we're going to talk about some of the cool things you guys have done since this podcast began. But first, I wanted to share some of the amazing things that just happened this past Thursday and Friday at the Don't Keep Your Day Job live workshop that we had. We had about 60 people show up from all over the world. People flew in from Australia and Hawaii and British Columbia, Miami, Pittsburgh, Ohio, all over the United States. It was such a blessing to have every single one of those souls there, beautiful, kind, generous people who just, they want to spread more light in the world and make their contribution. We had awesome speakers. I'm so, so thankful and grateful to every one of them. You guys are going to get to hear some of the epicness that went down uh, in today's episode, but there was just so much juicy wisdom in every session. And we're going to have to put some of it into um, its own separate episodes. So stay tuned for that. But I just wanted to give you a taste of it. And it was so much fun to get together and to see what happens when we're actually together in person and how all the light bulbs just turn on and we really get to go deeper and really drill down and integrate the things that we talk about in a big way. So we're going to do more workshops. I'll be going to different cities and we'll be holding more live events. Also, we're going to start doing live recordings of the podcast. Um, I will be letting you guys know it's probably going to start in November. We'll be doing live recordings so you guys can come to a live taping and you can 
get to ask not only me some questions, but the guests some questions. And we can do a little bit of brainstorming on your projects and your side hustles. So I can't wait for that. So stay tuned to hear more about it. Also, if you're listening to this today, Monday, October 8th, which is the day this episode is airing, I will be going live on my Instagram page at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'll be doing a concert. I'll be live streaming from there and also from the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook page. I will be doing a concert of some of my songs right from my living room. So come on over. And if you're listening to this on Tuesday, it's probably still up there. So you can go ahead and check it out. Before we dive into all this, I just want to say a quick thanks to one of our sponsors. Thanks to our sponsors. We've been able to have a team that puts all of this together and it is one of the sweetest things you can do to support our sponsors because they support us. Thanks to Lato for supporting our podcast. It is so stressful for me to go shopping. I have no time to try things on. I end up buying clothes that don't fit me and I then forget to return them. But Lato makes it super easy for me to try things on, to play with new fashion ideas, and then I can just put them right back in the mailbox. And I don't have to think about, you know, do I have time to go back to the store or while I'm shopping with my three kids right by me, I don't have to worry that I didn't have time to go in the dressing room. You can take the stress out of getting dressed. You can get the right styles in your right size delivered. And when you're done, just send it back. Women return 40 to 70% of the clothing they buy and Latote created their own universal sizing system to fit you across the brands. What's cool about Latote is that it takes your measurements and ratings and learns not just your size, but the nuances of how you like your clothes to fit. With Latote, you can rent unlimited fashion, just wear, return, and discover fashion that fits you better. It'll take the stress out of getting dressed. Go to Latote.com. That's L-E-T-O-T-E.com to get started. Enter promo code DREAMJOB at checkout to get 50% off your first month. Again, that's Latote.com and enter your code DREAMJOB. All right. We're going to start off by playing for you my opening remarks uh, from the workshop we had last week. Here goes. I don't know if you've been told or if you knew this already, but um, you won the lottery. You won the greatest lottery ever. So I got married when I was 30, and uh, I just turned 39. I don't understand it. Like, I was like 20 for so long, and then <laughs> all of a sudden I'm like, I'm turning 40, what in the F? How is that a thing? Anyways. Um, so when I got married, I was like, cool, so I want to get married, and I want to have children, and I want to have a career, and all these things, and there's a lot to all of that, but um, the one thing I didn't think would happen is I didn't think that I would, like, try to have a baby and not be able to. Like, that was, like, blindsided me. I was 30 years old. Like, I didn't think I was over the hill, and yet couldn't get pregnant, and so I was like, all right, well, it'll happen, and it wasn't happening, so I went to a doctor, and the doctor's like, well, we ran your numbers, and uh, we looked at your FSH levels, or whatever the hell he said, um, and he's like, and you're not gonna have a kid. And I was like, what are the words that just came out of your mouth? Like, and then I went to another doctor, um, which was, uh, was insane. A lot of people would have just been like, why would we go to another doctor? You already heard the end. I was like, no. Go to another doctor, and another doctor does all the stuff. We go through some tests. He's like, yeah, it's just what it is. And I was like, well that's not gonna be what it is because I'm not gonna accept that information. And I went back one day, I was having a co-write with a songwriter friend of mine, um, and she said to me, I mean, you're not gonna accept that, that's not how you are. And I said, well, that's what two different medical professionals told me. And she said, well, that doesn't mean anything because you gotta be resourceful and you, you're gonna figure it out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna figure it out, I'm gonna get creative. And so I just like pulled out all the stops, and oh my God, we tried so many different things. And I went to so many more people after that and uh, finally um, found somebody and I walked into his office and I sat down with him and he looks at me really calm and he goes, 
you're going to be a mom. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. And I was like, just started crying. All of a sudden, all the tears, like I had kept it. You know, it's like after you finish your final exam or you do the thing and you get the, you get the hug and you go, oh, I was really so upset about this. Um, and I just started crying. He's like, it's going to work out. We're going to figure it out. He's like, well, it'll take a little time, but we'll figure it out. And he was right. It took a little time. We tried this thing and that thing. And he just kept having that, that certainty. He was like, we're, we're going to figure it out. And so he was just kind of like, that's what scientists do. That's what good scientists do. They stay in the lab, and they don't look at the failures as failures. They look at it as information. They're like, great, that just tells me that that doesn't work. So I mean, what, where would we be without those scientists who sit in those labs day after day, and they don't walk out of there with a cure for cancer, but they go back the next day? Thank God, right? How many amazing things have happened, right? So eventually, after like many rounds of fertility treatment, um, like 15 or so, um, I thought it was 12, but I counted the other day. It was actually like 15 rounds. Anyway, I have three little girls, and I have their little pendants or whatever. They're really, really cute, and I'm exhausted, and it's great, and everything. But you won the lottery. The fact that it's you, the fact that it's you who got conceived is insane. When I've watched this under a microscope way too many times, more than I ever wanted to, you know, they put things together and you're watching it all. It's like insane. And the millions, I'm talking millions of potential humans that could have happened. And then it's you. It's the greatest thing in the world. So then what happens is we get here and about five or six years into being on the planet, we're like, oh man, it's me. Why is it me? Why can't I be her? Why can't I be him? Why couldn't I have been born over there? Why couldn't I be taller? Why couldn't I be this? Why couldn't I be thinner? Why did I have freckles? Why did I have to be this? Why is this my father? <laughs> right? And then um, we spend the rest of our life going, God, I just didn't get the right cards dealt. But is that true? No. Every single one of you, I don't have to know you personally to know, you've all gotten your heart broken badly, really badly. And you've been through loss, and you've been through disappointment. You've been through it. We all have. Everyone has been dealt those cards. They look different, and I guarantee you if we put our cards out, we'd all take ours back. Because we'd be like, compared to you, what, have, what do I know? But the world isn't crying for us, you know what I mean? Because everyone knows what that feels like. And so it's kind of like, so what? We got to keep going. And then you look back and you realize it's all that you've been through that like sort of sculpts you into who you are. But the thing that people are searching for, and I've talked about this so many times, but it's the only thing to talk about is that everyone's looking for something to make them happier. That's why you're sitting here right now. That's why I'm here, because I think this makes me happier, to be with you. That's why I bought this shirt. This is I want it all, because I'm not joking. I want it all. <laughs> um, but everything we do is because we want to we be happier. But well, that's not really what we want. We don't really want to be happier, because they've done the studies. The data is in. The thing that makes people feel happy is not happiness, actually. It's purpose. That's what you want. So when I tell you you won the lottery, the odds of you becoming you, that you became you, 
is one in 400 trillion. Is that the weirdest thing you've ever heard? Like you're literally one in 400 trillion that you actually became who you are and now you're here. And instead of being like, oh my God, there must be a reason for that. You're like, God, I just wish I was a better this or that, or I can't believe I need to lose 10 pounds or look at my hair, I'm having the worst hair day. And so-and-so was so rude. And it's like, are you <laughs> like, is that a joke? That's what we all do, it's ridiculous. So I learned this firsthand because when I was growing up, my mom tried to commit suicide. That's a big buzzkill. <laughs> it was horrendous. It happened not just once, but multiple times. And I would walk in on this. How on earth do you survive that? Because you have two choices. You either don't survive that or you do. <laughs> big time, right? So you kind of know which road I took. Um, I'm, I have an unrelenting thirst to do as much as I can with the time that I have. And what I witnessed firsthand was a person who had lost their sense of purpose, right up close. The person, the person who I needed more than any human being, because I was a child. So that's a really hard, hard thing. And my dad sort of had left and he was out of the picture and it was really the heaviness. Have you ever been in a house where you could like cut the tension? It's so thick, it's so much heavy. Sometimes that happens like I'll walk into Starbucks, you start talking to somebody and you realize you're standing next to two people and you're all in a completely different reality. This one is so upset. There's, there's focusing on like this, 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 and then this other one is like looking outside and they think it's a great day. I love rain. It's like unbelievable. Like we live in a different universe because of the way that we see the world, right? And so I was living in a world where it was like so dark, so toxic. I was like, this, and this is what I was being shown. I was like, who wants this? I don't want this. Um, and I thought about maybe not doing this. I was like, this is horrible. And then I was like, well, what if I actually pushed against this. And the, if you go to the gym, um, the greatest workout you get is through resistance, right? It's through resistance. It's like it pushes you, it sculpts you, it helps you. So in a way, I look back and I thank my mom sometimes. I'm like, your depression has like made my whole life, you know? And it's also helped me to have empathy for other human beings. But the reason I'm saying all this is because what you're really here today for and the reason I asked you in the beginning, what did you come here to hear? What do you want permission to know? I'm hoping that the thing that you walk away with is what I'm already certain of, which is that you have a significant purpose in this world or else you wouldn't be here. That's it. There is no reason that you would be created and put in this world just because. No, you're incredible and Everything you've been through is unique. So there's no reason to compare yourself to someone else because your story and the way it unfolded, that set of circumstances never happened to anyone else. And the way you see the world and the, what you've gotten from it and your specific talents and gifts, it's completely specific to you. And all of that happened because you can only help someone out of a well when you've been there. Please don't try to tell me that you can help me if you don't know what it feels like to have your heart smashed. You can't. And you know what the worst thing is? People who try to cheer you up, it's like, could you just go away? You know? Like when I'm around somebody who's in pain, 
I just walk into that space and I'm like, just bring it. Let's just be with this. This sucks. I'm not going to walk into someone who just broke up with someone they loved or a friend of mine who's going through cancer and people are coming in like, it's okay, look on the bright side. We're going to, it's like, she can't pick up her kids. Let's take a second. And then when a person feels loved and accepted and they feel like you see them and you feel them, boy, do they heal, right? So we have to have the capacity to be there for other human beings. And we can talk about businesses and we can talk about bottom lines and we can talk about strategies and we will because it's important. You've got to get busy, you know? There's a reason that we've got to put out content and we've got to understand how things feel and work. But at the end of the day, it's really simple. Your job every day is to wake up and say, how do I take the gifts and talents and skills? How do I take what's in here and give it to someone who needs it? That's it. Because that's really what you want. You want to figure out how to contribute something to someone else. And when you're doing that, it's sort of like that game when you're a kid and you play like hot, cold, and you're like walking over to the couch like, no, cold. And you're like, okay, is it over here? Warmer. So when you get hot and the world goes, yes, that's it. Don't move. That's it. Do that. Keep doing that. So all this stuff about like, I failed. It didn't work out. That is not what's happening. What's happening is you were cold. That's not your stuff. Get out of there. Ultimately, if you're really looking for purpose, if you're really looking for, oh my God, I just did something that made another human being breathe easier today. That is, by the way, what you want. That's all. That's all you really want. Because you go, oh my God, I just was in service. I served somebody. I'm here for a reason. I'm significant. That's what you want. It's going to be better than the Jimmy Choo Shoes. I know it doesn't, maybe feels like it'll be slightly better, but it'll be better. <laughs> so that's what you want. And so what happens in life is you keep moving around and it's like cold and you're like, how come? I can't believe I got dropped from, I got dropped from two record deals. That's impressive. How many people can say that they, two record, like all the executives, right? There were 30 people at each label that were like, no, that's amazing. Um, and I was like, I don't get it. Something in here wants to come out and I'm singing and you think I have a good voice, but not good enough. I don't understand. Well, what will I do then? Because it was the only thing ever modeled for me. I didn't know any other way. And all I was told growing up is you sing good, keep singing. You know, it's like, okay, then that equals that. No one ever told me that there's microphones like this and podcasts. No one ever told me that I could do any of, I mean, the things that I'm doing right now, are, I don't even know what they, I can't believe it's like, it's a job. This doesn't feel like work. No one ever told, there was never this on Craigslist. I didn't see a spot for this. So I got dropped from these labels and you know what? I look back and I was like, thank God, you know, like I, I mean, by the way, I'm not, I'm not rationalizing and saying, cause it's not a cool thing to do. No, it's freaking amazing. Like if you can be the queen bee or lady, that's great. That's incredible. But what I'm saying is that wasn't my work. And what I had the courage to do somehow was after all of that, I put on a pantsuit and I went to work at a real estate firm and then I went and worked at an interior design firm and then I worked at a casting office and I was like, where am I supposed to be, please? And then I went to see Martha Beck speak in San Francisco. I took a drive with a friend of mine and we drove up to this Oprah University day. Um, I was 28 and we walked in and uh, it was amazing. It was just so inspiring and she, 
Martha Beck was speaking, and I walked out of her speech with the tears streaming down my face. And I turned to my friend, I'm like, where is the map? How am I, I know I'm supposed to do something. I don't know what it is. I'm trying, and I can't figure it out. And I was hysterical. The snot was, I looked amazing. It was great. <laughs> and um, do you know that t 10 years to the day that I walked out of that speech, I was interviewing her on my podcast. That gives me the chills. And I'm just a person. So the only difference between me and you, I mean, I have this fabulous hair right now. <laughs> So there's that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so the point is that the difference between me and you, I just had the courage to go, hi, I don't have it all figured out. I'm kind of a mess. Um, but I feel like I have a purpose, and I'd love to keep trying to figure out what's inside of me so that I can make your life better. That's it. So we have to reinvent. We have to be messy. You have to start over. This whole idea of like, hi, we live in a society. At 18, we'd like you to pick what you want to do with the rest of your life. And hopefully, if you're not a loser, by the age of 26, you'll pick the person you need to be with forever. Okay, can you get that done? That's great. And then do that forever and pretend like you're really happy with all those choices, okay? Awesome. Okay, and then we wonder why people are so miserable and like most people cheat on their spouses and most people are on antidepressants. Well, because you can keep going and try other things and you can mess up and you can maybe not feel like it has to be figured out all the time and what's wrong with, no, it takes time. That's the thing, it's gonna take some time. The clarity's gonna come through that action. That's the thing. And you do have a purpose. And so I want you to keep trying. It's like taking the keys out of you know the bag. You try this one, try this one. As soon as you find the key, you open it, it's like presto, it's amazing. The world's like, yes, that's the key, you found the door, that's great. But in order to do that, you're gonna have to be really uncomfortable. So that's a big question. How would your life be radically different if you were willing to tolerate being uncomfortable? So what? We're all uncomfortable all the time. And the biggest reason is when we like tell ourselves that we don't really want something or we don't really want to feel what we're feeling. It's like we're all filled with all this stuff. Do you think anybody on Instagram who's posting all those perfect photos is not having a horrible day sometimes? Probably like they're having a horrible every three hours. Like it's called being a human, like being alive on the planet, you know? So we're all uncomfortable. So you may as well choose to be really uncomfortable doing that stuff that like is the big thing you need to get busy doing, like trying things and hitting publish on your blog and hitting publish on your podcast and going ahead and letting people know that you like making t-shirts or whatever. So we're gonna keep talking throughout the couple days. How are you guys feeling right now? Good. Okay, before we get to the next session, let's take a quick ad break. Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 20,000 classes in business, marketing, entrepreneurship, technology, and more. Whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set or start a side hustle or build your own business, Skillshare will keep you learning in 2018 and beyond. So you guys know I'm a big fan of Skillshare. I love their classes on productivity and social media, and I'm a big fan of lifelong learning because it is so important to stay curious and keep adding new tools to your skill set. Whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set or start a side hustle or just explore a new passion, I believe that Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. And you can check out their classes on things like email marketing, opening an Etsy shop, ceramics, you name it, they've got it. 
Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. You can get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash DreamJob to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash DreamJob. Okay, so we were so blessed to have so many incredible speakers at this event. One of the fabulous guests we had at the workshop was my friend Dick Solomon, who I talked about on last Monday's episode. And that was a whole episode about changing our subconscious. And I wanted to bring Dick on to share how we overcome limiting beliefs, how we rewire our subconscious, how we overcome challenges, because he's been an expert at that for more than 30 years. He was a consultant. He was a professor at UCLA. He's trained in this for decades. And he's someone who's personally helped me tap into the subconscious mind more than anyone else ever has. He's also one of the most exceptional human beings I know. And I think you'll understand why when you hear him talk. So let's get into this. We're going to talk about the subconscious mind. We're going to talk about limiting beliefs because he is someone who's personally helped me with that more than anyone ever has. So I wanted to turn the floor over to you. Wow, I should leave now before I, while I'm ahead. Uh, Some things we're going to discuss today, I don't even, you don't even have to believe it. But what you do have to do, what I do ask you to do, is to try some of the uh, actions that that we we will suggest to you, that I will suggest to you, and see if it works. I didn't believe any of this would work either. I thought it was kind of a fairy tale. How the subconscious works, I guess one way of saying this to all of you is, uh, and I discovered all this by accident, uh, I'll tell you why in a second, but the the subconscious uh, is not smart uh, for any of us. No, No matter how smart you are, it is not. It is very susceptible acceptable to suggestions and once it accepts these suggestions it's a very powerful ally of yours Uh, and and so the idea at the end of the day is to try to get yourself comfortable with being successful not having a fear of success and many people you may not know it but a lot of us do and you know life starts out I mean we're probably our own worst enemy inadvertently sometimes it's our fault sometimes it well it isn't our fault but and I mean it, it may become our fault if we don't do something about it but you know when you're born and you're a little kid and uh, you look up to parents and people who are teachers and all this you're small they're large they're the authority figure and people will not always be kind to you and you will ingest it and uh, it'll stay with you forever it's what we call a negative rock on your scale and uh, sometimes or maybe an older brother or sister will say you're stupid and oh my gosh I guess I'm stupid well, that may go away, you think, but it doesn't. These things stay with us. And we inadvertently intake uh, what we will, I'll just use the word negative rocks here, that uh, give us a sort of a lifelong, I don't know if I want to use the word inhibition, but uh, lifelong reluctance to be who we can be and who we are. And, and we're not fair to ourselves in many, many different ways. And an example which occurred to me just before we came on, we were talking, is that uh, think a little about how critical you are of yourself if you're like most of us uh, you may make an error I know I certainly was this way if uh, at work if I ever made an error I was very unforgiving I was in a mathematical type field and I did not ever ever want a number to go out wrong under my name so if it ever happened didn't happen thankfully very often but once was too often I was really unhappy with myself on the other hand if someone else had done that with the volume of work that we did uh, my first reaction would have been well 
gosh, I guess I can see how that would happen. You know, that, that could happen to anybody. Complete double standard. Uh, I'm picking on something that I did, but I'm willing to bet that most of you could stand back and look at things that you do and, and relate to this sort, same sort of reaction, which is really unfair, but that's the way life is. And so we've got to try to, uh, again, once again, sort of overcome these negative rocks. And unfortunately, once it's in there, it's in there. Um, you're not going to get that out. But what you are going to do is to what you can do is to get positive rocks on the other side of the scale to overbalance it so that ultimately the net effect is positive. And it's more realistic. I'm not talking about dreaming Pollyanna stuff. This is this is the way it is. It's the way we all are. And you you wouldn't believe how much you can say extend your reach, extend your effectiveness, and it'll show up. It, it will if you do it. And I don't I don't care if you don't believe it. Do it. Honestly, do it. And what I'm saying is that because of various items in our lives, pretty much all of us are comfortable performing, say, at this level. And you may well be capable, and you, and you are. I mean, most of the time you are capable of performing at this level, but you'll never, you'll never know that until you take some action to try to uplift your comfort zone so that you're perfectly comfortable and you're happy, and you're not trying to defeat yourself, and there is such thing as self-defeat, and we'll go into that. So what I want to try to help you do is to think about raising your comfort zone. Uh, you're down here, and you should be up here because you're capable of it. I don't know if any of you are, well, you're certainly probably not old enough to have seen some of the uh, show business hypnotists that used to be up here on the Sunset Strip. Pat Collins, the hip hypnotist. Did anybody here? Uh, you're all too young. <laughs> anyway, these hypnotists, one of the acts that they had is they would call some of you down from the audience and you'd sit here and they would hypnotize you. And then, for example, you might sit at a table and there would be an ashtray on the table. And the hypnotist would tell you that that ashtray weighed 500 pounds and you couldn't lift it. And people would do it, and these were people random out of the audience. They weren't plants. They were you know, real people that were actually under the influence of the hypnosis. And so somebody made a measurement of what was going on when one of the hypnotized people was trying to lift this ashtray, this so-called 500-pound ashtray, and uh, the person, whoever it was, uh, put their, their up, tried, tried to lift it and, and strained and strained and couldn't do it. And it was a, what, four-ounce ashtray. And so, so the, you know, the question is, is the fix in? And the answer is no, it isn't. Somebody thought they were measuring, they measured the bicep. And the bicep did show that it was straining and it was really trying to lift this ashtray as hard as it could. Maximum force on it. And then... Somebody got the idea during this experiment of measuring the tricep. And sure enough, the tricep was pulling against the bicep, trying to overcome it, because whatever was sending signals to the tricep knew that it was a 500-pound ashtray and that there's no way this person could lift it. But it, it's uh, just stunning, the effect that uh, your subconscious has, and you don't even know it. None of us do until we, we get into this. So in this session, Dick had us do a quick visualization exercise. Some people said they visualized their podcasts on Apple. Someone else said that they saw themselves on Super Soul Sunday. And it's amazing what happens when you make the space to just recognize your thoughts and start redirecting them towards all the things that are possible. As we said last week, the subconscious will believe whatever you tell it. So you need to start feeding it those positive things. 
And another thing I mentioned about Dick last week is that he has stage four pancreatic cancer. And when he first got that diagnosis, the doctor told him, I'm sorry, you have about eight weeks to live and you should get your affairs in order. Well, that was 13 months ago. But I want to let him tell you what his reaction was when he got the news and why he reacted this way and how he's been able to get his mind and his body to push past that belief that the doctor told him was a death sentence. Well, it, it's funny. My first reaction uh, when, when the words came out, when he said pancreatic cancer, you, those of you that are familiar with it, and I hope none of you are, uh, know that it's a very deadly cancer. And that thought didn't occur to me. And a lot of this, the thoughts that occurred to me immediately, gosh, I wonder what the world's record is for surviving, <laughs> honest to God, for surviving pancreatic cancer. And that was the first word out of my mouth. Uh, and I said words out of my mouth. I said, the doctor, well, what is the record for that? And he was taken aback. He didn't, you know, he didn't. <laughs> he said, I don't know, maybe it's 20 years. And I thought, well, gee, I can do the cancer part, but I'll be 120 years from now. No. <laughs> Honest to God, that's, a, and, and I've never, ever accepted the fact that, uh, well, I don't, I don't care how, I'm, I, it's not going to defeat me. And that was the first, uh, the first thoughts that occurred to me. And um, you just, I would encourage you to, uh, God forbid you ever get any of this, but to, you can use these techniques, the visualization and so on, to picture yourself succeeding. And I am succeeding. I was given eight weeks, I guess. And uh, then it was like uh, eight, eight months ago, I guess, I was given six months. So I don't know how many of you have ever heard a zombie lecture to you before, but uh, <laughs> it's me. And uh, I, I want to emphasize to you, you can use these techniques and things other than maybe what you thought. Uh, and and I, as I said before, I don't care if you believe it or not, they will work if you apply them properly. That's just the way life is. And if I can make this work for cancer, then you guys certainly can make this work for your life. And I'll say, I want to say something else. When we were just going through, through this routine right now, I wasn't quite sure, given the time constraints, how we could manage to get you through this. But to the extent that this has been a positive experience, you're going to do a lot better when this is done with time and thought and so on. I mean, you, you, really, you really did well. I mean, he's absolutely incredible human being and soul and so lovable and so smart. And I don't know how many of you have had experience with anybody in your life who's had pancreatic cancer, but stage four pancreatic cancer is a death sentence. People don't live 13 months. But when I heard about what was going on with Dick, I said, this messed with the wrong person. And he's never seen himself... Um, Rollo, Richard had asked him, you know, when you heard the news, a friend of mine, they were all at my house, and he said to him, when you heard the news, would you, did you hear it like, you know, your whole life, these are the people over here who have cancer, and you were always over here, and now do you see yourself over there? He's like, no, actually, that's the funny, I never saw myself over there. I was like, okay, the doctor's saying these words, and I'm just going to fight on, and so here he is, you know, doing everything he has to do, you know, going to Cedars, doing his chemo, and like, and then you know what happens when you push yourself to push past what you think is your capacity is, um, you know, you say to yourself, all right, well, I'm having a little bit of an upset right now. I'm feeling a little dizzy, but can I handle that? Of course I can handle it. So I'm going to go get an apple and then I'm going to eat my apple and then I'm going to get up. You know, I know people who don't have physical conditions who make themselves sick.
They physically make themselves ill. How many people does it take until we finally, Jonathan Fields was on the show. He hosts a podcast called Good Life Project. And he said, at this point, the science is, it's, it's not debatable. Like the mind-body connection, it's, that is what it is. So most people, doctors will tell you, if you smoke cigarettes, you're the dumbest person in the world. But if you're stressed out, it's twice as bad. It's twice as bad. Like what we do to ourselves physically because we're stressed. So the opposite is also true. And I'm just amazed. Like, it's like, you know, he sends out these emails every month about like his diagnosis and where he's at. And the doctors are like, I, I don't know what to say. Like, it's not in the textbook, you know? He's like, okie doke, see you later, you know? <laughs> and he walks out and I mean, you're absolutely amazing. Is there anything else that you feel like sharing with anyone? I want to also mention fa the word failure because we all fail. You are not a failure because you failed. Don't ever, ever accept that. In fact, quite often, you will learn more from failing than from succeeding. So don't accept that. That's a negative rock. You don't need it. And it's not true. And um, the other thing is never give up. Never give up. Because at least, well, you, you can certainly take pride in the fact I've always told my students that if they do as well as they possibly can, and they assure me that they've done as well as they possibly can, that if they didn't get the A, at least I know they, they worked to the maximum extent that they could. Never give up. So I, I hope you will all remember that. Such an amazing person. And here's another amazing person. So on day two, we had a panel with so many women that I love, Michelle Hirsch, Nicole Miyuki, and Jenny Goldfarb. And they had a lot of great stuff to say about how to grow your audience organically by giving and giving. ABG, as Jordan Harbinger always says, always be generous. There was so much information packed in there and it's going to have to be in its own episode. So stay tuned for that. But Jenny had some things to share about the importance of writing our own narrative, which I thought would be really helpful for you. All right, guys. So uh, there's a really powerful way to tap into what do we want this life to be about and how are we going to write our stories? So much of what makes up our day, our week, our outlook is, is the narrative we write for ourselves. So we're going to write the most important narrative about ourselves that could ever be written. And we're gonna write it a little bit prematurely. I don't want you to think this is dark or scary, but we're gonna actually write our own eulogies. We're gonna, you could spend an hour, you could spend a week on this, and I highly recommend you take this out of the room and think about this in a deeper way, but we're gonna spend five minutes today and you can spend a couple minutes just thinking and then a couple minutes writing. You don't have to edit. You're either not going to share it at all or if you want to, maybe we'll have one or two people or maybe not at all. But um, the idea is to zoom way out and look at the very big lens of your whole life and to, and to consider who are you in this world? What is this contribution you're making on this planet? And what is this life of yours all about? And you may be surprised with some things that you wind up writing, but don't filter, no edits right now, and, uh, and let it flow. And don't be you know, scared of this and embrace it in a really beautiful way if you can. This stuff is soul food, you know, there's food, food, and then there's soul food, and this stuff like nourishes you too, um, maybe even more sometimes. So, uh, okay, I'm so glad you guys took the space for yourselves and for each other to let that happen. So the next thing that, that when I learned this practice I did that I encourage you to do maybe on your lunch break or later is to, is to read over that again. <laughs> 
and to identify what qualities that person has who's made those achievements and those accomplishments in their life. This is a beautiful thing. You're going to go through it and you're going to say, this person's very you know, empathic and caring and motivated. And whatever these things are, and it could be uh, you know, something even that they're you know, a photographer, whatever, like a baker, whatever they're, they're, these things are, it could be both qualities and actual categories of, of what you're interested in and what you're doing, um, is to then take that list and either or all of the above to like make a poster of this like in your in, in your workspace there. Um, another great way to like try and harness these these actual you know little categories here is to make reminders on your phone. This is a very powerful thing. You, you just go, Siri, remind me at 4 p.m. every day to think about my, I mean, and then that pops up and you're like, what? It transports you for a second. You're sitting in trail, whatever you're doing, and you're suddenly thinking about like the big picture of your life. So it, it can be a very uh, tangible way to, um, to start bringing these big picture things of who who is this this soul? How are they translating into this universe? And and how are you going to capitalize on what this dream is for yourself? You know, another aspect of this is uh, you know, as Kathy was mentioning, how you know we're all on our phones and and. Just like everything in this world, things can be used for good or for bad, but it's such an incredible thing that, that everybody we've ever known and everybody we're ever going to know is one click away from us. And, and that when we go through our news feeds to kind of curate what we're looking at and what we're what our consciousness is on like of these qualities that we want to achieve like is this person looking at kim kardashian pictures are they looking at national geographic pictures are they you know like what what are the, are the things that we're subscribing to and what are the things that we're allowing our consciousness to be a part of every day you know i mean you're already hooked into this human so clearly you've done something special in this world but you know we we, we need to clean up our news feeds I, I i run through my own facebook like every six months or so and it's like if a friend is posting their little like bitchy poodle pictures I'm like I don't need that that's okay she can do that hopefully one day she'll meet Kathy but in the meantime I, 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 don't, I don't need that and uh there's a lot of noise out there, and there's a lot of garbage, and there's a lot of stuff that can distract us from this big picture, but the points that you wrote down right here are, or, or, or this eulogy, and the points that hopefully you'll extract from this is like the essence. This is like the gem, and so if we can start taking these points and, and manifesting them, uh, there's a, a Buddhist technique called tracking, and then there's a a, a Jewish technique called heshbon hanefesh, and they both sort of mean the same thing. Heshbon hanefesh means, uh, uh, accounting of the soul. It has to do with, and, and tracking is the same. It has to do with like every night before bed or once a week or whenever you think to do it to like grab a sheet of paper and to write down a few things that you did really good today that like is making your soul, your soul, you're like aligns with who you're really meant to be. A few like really good things that you, a couple really like nice things and then a few things that like we need a little work on that. After a few days of like, hopefully you do it in the same journal or on the same notepad in your phone or whatever, when you see those few same three things go down in the positive section, it's like already, all right, that's already a part of me. I don't have to write it down again because that's like what I do now. And when you see the same few things in like the negative category, you're like, I got to work on, I don't want to keep doing this, you know? So it's, that's a very powerful thing, tracking, it's like all these streams. So this practice, you know, can translate to other aspects of our life, and it really has to do with writing the narrative of 
who we are and what our even our individual hour or you know moment is going to look like we're really also suggestible in terms of you know what what kind of you know what our desktop of our of our brain what our like you know backdrop is looking like we can set that theme and you know when it looks like something is 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 a little uglier a little uncomfortable to feel that as Kathy said as you're pointing on and then and then that will go on its way to try and get uh, some books that you probably know talk about how uh, how everybody has sunrises and sunsets. The point is to have more sunny days. And just to say one one quick little study that I think is very interesting as far as like how suggestible we all are. They did this really amazing study in New York City with people who have pet rats. They brought them apparently after the movie Rat Tattooey, people bought pet rats, and they had a. <laughs> They had enough of them to make a study out of this. Half the people, they told them, they said to them, your rat, they like met him for a couple minutes, the rat, and they said, half the people, they said, your rat is really smart. The other half of the people, they said, your rat is like a little slower. And then they had them put their rat into a maze to like do this little maze. The people who they told, and this was no, it wasn't based on anything, as you're probably already guessing. The people who they told, your rat is smarter, got to the ends quicker and the people who said you're a little slower they the way that the person put their rat in if they kind of threw him in or if they patted their little tush or whatever they did how how we pat our own little tush how we look at ourselves how we pick ourselves up this is how we translate into the universe. This is how this whole physical composition presents itself in the world. So it starts up here, and if we can keep this area sunny for most of our days, we're at a really great starting point. So anyway, without Amazing. further ado, let's have let's lunch. Give, let's give them a round of applause. There were some great things that came out of the eulogy exercise. One woman stood up, and she's somebody who's in her mid-60s. And she said, you know, I wrote my eulogy and I realized what I wrote didn't mention at all the work that I've done for the last 45 years. And she thought that that was fascinating. It was all about the things yet to be done, all the things that she really wants to be known for. Another person said she wrote down things she kind of already knew, but never believed she could actually do. It was so cool to see things click for people. So I highly encourage you to try this because there is something that the mind does when you talk about yourself in the past tense and visualize everything you want your life to be. And I'd personally love to hear what you come up with. So feel free to share it with us in the Don't Keep Your Digital Facebook group or the Facebook page, or you can DM me on Instagram because I do check every message myself. Also, if you want more of Jenny, uh, I don't blame you if you do. She's my best friend in the world. She's an amazing person. You can go check her out. Her website is countyourcolors.com. She's going to help you feed your body and your soul. She's been a vegan for the last few years and she's been making videos helping people to eat better. And she's actually doing a challenge next week called the 75% Vegan Challenge for people who are like, yeah, that sounds interesting, but I don't know if I can make the full commitment. And her challenge takes the pressure off of going from zero to 100. So I think it's going to be something everyone will love, but it will also have some of the soul components that you heard her sharing here. I definitely want to be in on it. I love being a part of anything she does. It's going to start October 15th if you want to be a part of her challenge or just watch her incredible delicious videos she makes with her, her two beautiful girls. Uh, just make sure you go to countyourcolors.com and you can sign up for her email list or you can check her out on Facebook. She has a uh, Facebook page called Count Your Colors as well. 
All right, we're going to hit pause real quick to thank our sponsor and we'll be right back. Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with internet connection or the Talkspace mobile app. That means you can improve your mental health even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. So I'm a pretty busy person. I have three kids. I'm doing this podcast. I'm writing a book. I'm running my company. And sometimes there's something I just need to get off my chest. I just want to process something, but I don't have the time to go and make an appointment and sit down. So I love Talkspace because in the moment, sometimes my thoughts start racing and I want to stop spinning and lower that stress. If you can't imagine fitting anything else into your life, well, then Talkspace therapy is as easy as sending your therapist a text message. The Talkspace platform has over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges that we all face. To match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com slash DreamJob, and you can use the code DreamJob to get $45 off your first month. And by doing that, you can show your support for this show. The code is DreamJob, and you can go to Talkspace.com slash DreamJob. All right. So this next part is another exercise we did at the workshop, and I want you to do this. I want you to write down the words money, love, and success. And then for a couple minutes, I want you to just write anything that pops in your mind when you read those words. And just let yourself free write. Don't filter it. Don't judge it. Just write. And, and we're going to see like what really is there. Because again, what we understand is that how we hold on to things, the story we tell ourselves, ultimately is what produces the results that we have. So we want to really shift some of the things that we think about. And for me, I realized that I have so much work to do around the word love. When I did this exercise, I was like, oh my God, love to me is, it's heavy, it's work. It means getting your heart broken. It means not ever feeling like you're seen. And I wonder sometimes, you know, why I'm struggling in my own marriage with feelings of anxiety, with feelings like I'm not sure if I'm home, if I'm there. It has so much to do with what I'm carrying around since I was a kid. So I want to learn to rewire that. And I think we can all support each other in this big quest to really choose with intention what these beliefs are going to be because they definitely do create our lives. So I want to now play some of the results that people shared. I thought this was really interesting. So I thought I had a good relationship with money, but then what came out wasn't. (laughs) I wrote, money is necessary, stressful, powerful, and destructive. So I have a scarcity mindset with money that I've had since I was younger. Even when my husband actually has said, how much money will be enough? We could literally live for almost two years on our savings if we needed to. And yet I still worry about every little dime and I'm doing our budget. And yet my definition of success was amazing. And so I think I just found my block. I have this block about money and about never being, there never being enough. And yet here I also define success in this eloquent, prolific way. So I need to work on, you know, my scarcity mindset around money and almost Mm -hmm. being fearful of money and taking these things from childhood and imposing that on my life now. When I went to success, I, I, it was purpose, find that one thing, friends, love, fulfillment, respect, and legacy. And I'm not sure that's the way I've always thought about it, success. I think it's probably been more on a where are you at on the ladder? How much are you making? That kind of a thing. So it's just interesting to me. Yeah, I found it interesting when I wrote that too. Um, mine for success 
was similar to, to money. And it was, um, I've wanted success for the wrong reasons. It's an illusion. It comes with hard work and loving myself or maybe even not wanting it. And I think it's like happiness. You just define it. It's there. You decide to be successful. And I wonder if I can allow myself that feeling of success without feeling guilt or shame because sometimes it can be easy for me and I feel like, oh, people won't like me or I, whatever, compare myself to some people in my family that are not as fortunate. And, um, but I feel like I can be successful if I choose to feel successful for the success I have now. Right, so you just, that's a good segue. We're gonna, we're gonna do our last thing, we're gonna end this. But what I wanna tell you about it is, whatever you wrote, you're, you're smart, you're intuitive, you're wise. Like I told you when we first started, if anything happens over the next two days that makes sense, it's because you know it already. That's the truth. You were wired, a lot of smart wisdom in here. Um, so what you might want to do is later on today, tonight, tomorrow, whenever you think of it, look at what you wrote and then write something new. Write something new that you really, whatever it is that you really want it to look like, what you're thinking about, what's healthy. You know, like I would change mine to love is, you know, it's within reach or whatever. It's something really positive. Um, and then see if you can start repeating those things so that you start to believe them. Okay. So in addition to you guys sharing your wins in the Facebook group and sending me your stories on Instagram, which I love, we had given you guys a survey and some of you were kind enough to fill it out. So thank you so much. I just wanted to share some of the super cool data that we found. There were so many interesting things that you guys want to do. It varied so much. Like Danielle wants to have a blog about becoming a ninja warrior athlete and Jessica's a tattoo artist. And we had people who are photographers, health coaches, dog groomers, motivational speakers, musicians, ceramic artists, kite makers. You guys are doing awesome work. We have people who have only just started on their side hustle a couple months ago. We had other people who've been doing it for decades. Some people are still kind of just thinking about what they want to do. But honestly, it's never too late. It's never too late to wake up and do the things that make you happy. We also got some stats on how much money your side hustle has made. Some people are still at zero, which is perfectly fine because you're going to keep going, right? And you're going to keep making things and testing things and validating them and figuring out what is it that you can make that other people want and need. But I think it's really inspiring to hear that people are actually making a living doing what they love. So I wanted to put some of this out there. Malia recently quit her teaching job to focus on her online business and she's made $2,500 already. Meredith raised $26,000 for her nonprofit. That is amazing. And she said, do the things you want to do now. You have one life to live. Make it count. Make it epic. I love that. And we had another Malia who makes $30,000 a year as a musical theater performer. Susie's been working on her side hustle now for three years, which has actually just become her full-time business and it's made her $50,000. Chelsea has booked five paid speaking engagements before the end of this year, and Roberta's bed and breakfast is making about $15,000. You guys, how amazing is all of this? It just goes to show you that, yes, it is really doable and achievable, but you have to first believe it, and then you can do it. You can build it. I just wanted to share a few of the key takeaways that I have looking back on these last 100 episodes, things that really stuck out to me that I thought might really help you make some strides. Number one, make the messy version. Number two, go for it and stay true to yourself. Number three, action leads to clarity. Number four, polite persistence. Number five, you won't be everyone's cup of tea. Number six, your zone of genius is where your passion, skill, and purpose collide. Number seven, productivity is not about time, it is about energy. Number eight, live your life in pencil. Number nine, don't overthink it. 
And number 10, you're worth it and you absolutely can do it. So we have been talking over the last few episodes about encouraging you all to form a don't keep your day job listening group in your area. You could do it locally and meet up at somebody's home or at a local coffee shop, or you can meet up with people over Zoom video chat and you guys can just have this time. You could do it once a week. You can do it every other week, but you can have this time to talk to each other about what you're learning and know that you're going to be talking to like-minded, supportive people about your dreams and putting things out there so that they don't stay stuck in your head, but you start to do something about it, brainstorming things, meeting people who might have other ideas or even they can help you with the resources that you're looking for. I think it's a great idea because it also keeps you accountable because when you know you're going to show up and talk to a group of people you respect, you like, and you know they're going to ask you, so how's it been going? It might motivate you to take more action during the week. And I want to see you guys actually getting the results with this. And I know that you're 95% more likely to actually get a result if you're doing something about it and being held accountable. If you'd like to join a group like this, you can find a Google Doc that we created. It's up on the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook page and the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group. You can go ahead and put your name in there and then we will help you guys meet up with one another. So come on over and uh, let us know if you want to lead a group or if you want to be part of a group because I'm going to be rewarding these groups by asking every week to the leaders what's been going on so I can give shout outs to those people in the groups building their side hustles. I also want to find out what's going on with these groups because I'm going to pick the group that's doing the best and taking the most action and invite you guys out to LA and interview you guys um, in front of a live audience and give you guys tons of exposure and talk about you guys on the show. So I'll be doing a lot of things throughout the months to give you guys support, sending you discussion questions for that week. I'll be popping in and doing a Zoom video chat with your group special when I find out that there's a lot going on there and I want to reward you for taking that action. This is another way for me to connect with you, to have a better pulse on what's going on. And um, it's also a great way for you to support our show because you'll be encouraging everybody to listen and sharing that show with other people. And I feel like it'll be win-win and I can support you and you can support the show. And I think it'll just be a beautiful thing. If you're interested in coming to a live taping of Don't Keep Your Day Job, we're going to start doing that in November. If you'd like to be there in the audience for a live taping, you get some time to hang out for a few hours, talk to me, talk to the guests. We'll be answering some questions, processing some of what you're up to, and you'll get to hear a, uh, an episode or two. Then click the link in the show notes, or you can go to don'tkeepyourdata.com and you can click the link there to uh, let us know that you're interested in being in the audience. We'll also start putting up events on our Don't Keep Your Data Facebook page and letting you know when these um, live recordings will start happening and you guys can sign up to let us know you want to attend a specific date uh, soon. We have a lot of great guests coming up and I know it's going to be a really, really fun experience and I'm looking forward to getting to see you guys in person. All right, so we're going to wrap this up and we do have some takeaways I want to share in a second, but we're going to do it a little differently. In a minute, at the very end of this episode, you're going to hear the takeaways that those folks that came to our live event got up and shared, and you're going to hear what they had to say that they got from this podcast and from that workshop. So just stick around one second. You're going to hear what they had to say. In the meantime, I just want to tell you, I love you so much. You're incredible and you're so significant and you're enough and you're a work in progress version what you have right now, you are so much closer than you think. So I hope that you will use this feeling you have right now listening to the show. And I hope you will make a decision to do something. Send somebody an email, write a messy version of a chapter of your book, sit down at the piano and write a song. 
thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm so grateful that you came into my life. And I hope that you feel a little taller every time you listen to the show. I hope you feel what's possible more. And I hope you start having the courage to take more action and being brave enough to be messy. Please share this episode with a friend if it inspired you. Tell people to come follow me on Instagram because I'm posting there almost every day and going live. And I'd love to be able to get this into the souls of as many people as possible. Here's to 100 episodes. Here's to 100 more. We can't wait to keep doing this together. Uh, I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you guys this Thursday. My work in progress is good enough. I am enough. Kathy is the real deal. Grateful to be here. We are all capable of living the life of our dreams. Why not me? Think big, take action. The only thing stopping me is me. Get to work. Doing something is better than nothing. It's vital to get out of your comfort zone. Just do it. Tell your story. Every moment, reach as high as you can. I contain all that I need to be successful. I'm not alone trying to figure out my life's work. Failure is not your enemy. Learn from it and grow. Purpose makes me happy. I won the lottery.
these are the 